This is Upstate's HealthLink on air. Linda Cohen here with you. Getting adequate nutrition can be a challenge as you get older. As we age, the number of calories we need begins to decline, and every calorie that we consume must be packed with nutrition in order to hit the mark. Here with more on all of this are Carrie Carlton and Cecilia Sansone, both registered dietitians and certified dietitian nutritionists at Upstate Medical University. Welcome. Thanks so much for coming in. Thank you. Let's start um, with you, Carrie. What happens as we age to both our interest in and our capacity for food? Yeah, you actually, in the beginning of the introduction, talked about some basic overall changes that happen as we age. Um, We have a decrease in our lean muscle mass. That's also known as sarcopenia. We have an increase in body fat and a decrease in both total body water and decrease in bone mineral density. So those changes in our bodies as we age will change the amount of carbohydrates, fat, and protein that we need. So overall, we need less of all of those, um, less calories, Um, specifically. How about our interest in food though? In other words, do do things change as we get older um, to affect the way we look at food, care about food, or even our capacity to to take it in? Yes, throughout our lifetime, not even as we're older, but just in general as we age, our influences on food choices change. It can be influenced by culture, socioeconomic status, um, food available. But specifically as we age, we have a decrease in the muscles of our mastication strength. So so chewing might be more difficult. Um, Our salivary glands decrease in number, so things might not taste as good. And that also goes along with um, a loss in sense of smell and that will change the taste of food. So foods that we used to like might not be as pleasurable anymore. Cecilia, when we're saying older adult, let's try to define this now. What what ages are we talking about when these kinds of changes are actually taking place? Generally, we're talking about people who are 65 and older. Okay. And do we actually lose in our capacity to take it in? In other words, do our, I know our stomachs don't literally shrink, but Maybe our eagerness or interest in eating certain amounts of food, does that change too? Well, I think depending on what's happening in somebody's life, all of that can affect um, people's uh, interest in food. If, you know, if uh, a person has, for example, they live at home, maybe they lost a spouse, or maybe they are becoming a little bit more, less independent, um, all of those things can make people just not want to eat or if they also have some other kind of illness to 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 deal with um they're they're dealing with what are the limitations or things with that illness that might prevent them from eating too uh sometimes people might get depressed um people definitely are living longer so they may develop more of those challenges along the way as as they go um, because now we're talking about people living into their 90s quite often correct. and even beyond and so you would think that some of the changes that may be taking place as early as 65 and older will continue and continue correct. so a lot of the things you're describing have to do with the whole aging process in general and the the environment in which they find themselves right. i mean right. some of them as as carrie was pointing out are clearly just physiologic changes mm-hmm. but what you were just mentioning cecilia has more to do with lifestyle issues 
correct? In terms of even you, maybe if you're cooking for yourself, how well you can cook for yourself, if you never cooked before because you had a spouse cooking for you. I mean, a myriad of other factors right. play a role. And some people don't don't even want to cook much if they now are by themselves, too. They Well, it's only me. I, there's no reason to cook so much. Getting back to the physiology, though, Carrie, does our body decline in its ability to actually absorb these key nutrients? Or either of you? Yeah, some of the nutrients that are fundamental and essential are less able to be absorbed as we age. And that includes B12, folic acid, calcium, and vitamin D. Um, and that's all, all because of the changes in the body, including a decrease in gastric acid production that can help specific nutrients be absorbed. Um, and we just want to make sure we get enough nutrition as we age because um, if we become malnourished as we age and we have all these other things going on, we might have um, chronic diseases, risks for hospital admission. If we're malnourished, it's going to impact that outcome as well. So let's talk about, you mentioned four things right off the bat, vitamin B12, folic acid, calcium, and vitamin D. Let's just talk about those in a general sense. What do we need to know about them? Where do you get them? What kinds of foods should people be focusing on to try to get the biggest bang for their buck? Um, I know with vitamin D, for example, that's very illusory. You don't really get that from food, right, Cecilia? Isn't it mostly? Well, yes, you, uh, from things like dairy products um, are, are important. So they talk about people drinking enough milk, and as people age, maybe they have an intolerance uh, for, for milk. But um, on the market now, there's so many, there's so many more products that, are, that offer you know, alternatives. One of they're the things, fortified, so there uh, are fortified, and, uh, and there's there's like alternate milk choices. For example, soy milk. There's um, all kinds of other, yes, that are that are becoming a lot more uh, prevalent um, in this area. Everybody, young and old, has usually has a problem with vitamin D because we don't get much sunshine. So vitamin D basically um, helps the body absorb calcium, and and it's mostly made in our skin from sunlight, is that correct? So that yeah. if, if yes. in our community here in central New York, because it's cloudy and we don't get as much adequate sun exposure perhaps, people in general are low in vitamin D. So bottom line is, what do you recommend for people, especially older people in terms of how they would get these things that we talked about, vitamin D, calcium, folic acid, vitamin B? Where do they go for those types of foods, Carrie? Um, we like to look at, as dietitians, an overall food pattern instead of specific nutrients. So focusing on nutrient-dense foods, um, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, healthy proteins. Um, if someone's eating enough of those, then they will most likely get enough nutrients. Um, if a doctor suspects that a patient or um, one of their patients is deficient in any of these, they can get their blood levels tested. Um, but we want to focus on getting enough food 
in general to make sure we get enough of those. Enough food quantity is what you're saying, but there's a quality issue here too. And I think you were alluding to that, Cecilia, before when you were saying part, partly this is an issue of eating whole foods, perhaps not packaged foods that are processed. It's, it's a lot of the same stuff that we hear about in general for all ages. Isn't that correct? Correct. Correct. And, and every nutrient has its job to do in the body. And you want to make sure that it is able to do that. And we mentioned, um, we didn't really mention so much um, protein and, and calories in general, but protein is used to build muscle. And if someone is not getting enough cal- calories and good source calories, that protein can't be used to do its job. So protein can actually be used as a calorie source. And, so and you meat, don't really want that. Fish. You want that to be correct. Meat, fish, poultry. Um, again, dairy has a, a substantial amount of protein. And then there's nuts, seeds, and then there's protein in um, in the whole grains that Carrie was mentioning and many vegetables. So. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Upstate's HealthLink on air. I'm Linda Cohen along with registered dietitians Carrie Carlton and Cecilia Sansone. We're talking about the nutritional needs of the older adult. How about things like fiber and or this whole, you know, push for omega-3 fats? I mean, again, what strikes me is as you get older, perhaps your food tastes, your interests start to shrink. And so you might be eating the same things over and over again. You may not have much variety. And so what Carrie was saying earlier about if you're eating a varied diet, you'll get all these things. But I think with the older adult, you're less apt to be eating a varied diet. So what do you tell your patients, Carrie, or what do you say to families when you have concern about this? When I talk to patients about this, I make sure to individualize the conversation to their specific needs. Um, So we look at where they get their food, um, who's around to help them, and what their regular meal patterns are like. Um, So on that note, is it better for an older adult, for example, to be eating five small meals a day as opposed to the standard three larger meals a day? What's your feeling on that? It can definitely help because of, like we talked about, the age-related changes, um, the decrease in taste, um, slowing down of peristalsis. So if someone is open to snacking, that's a really good way to fit in those nutrient-dense foods. But the snacking shouldn't be traditional snack foods, (laughs) like potato chips and pretzels and popcorn kind of thing. But snacking, when you use that term, is that you're eating small meals spread throughout the day, almost like grazing as opposed to sitting and eating a full, perhaps harder to digest, full meal. Right, and this one we talk about nutrient-dense foods and high-quality foods. So having, if someone is okay with chewing, having a fresh apple or having some, um, some fresh fruit, or if they have an issue with um, not being able to, to chew an apple, you know, applesauce or some something rather than the chips that you mentioned is a, is a higher quality type of snack. What do you see as the greatest challenges for individuals as they age in terms of maintaining this, well, let's say even this issue of fiber, for example, and or fluids, because there's been some talk that there's very often a tendency for people to become dehydrated as they age. What do you say, Carrie? 
I would say the biggest thing or influence on an elderly person's intake, just from my experience, because there are so many influences, um, I see the the support or the people around them being the most one of the most important things. Um, being around people can help increase your intake. If someone's around it, help you and encourage you to drink fluids. Um, if someone's around to help you feel connected and less depressed, all of those help with your intake. How about water? How important? Water is excellent. Um, there are other forms of fluid that, that people can take as long as they're not just filled with what we hear as empty calories. Um, water, water obviously can uh, hydrate. I think each person has to look at their own particular case. Sometimes some people need more water if they should be on a diuretic medication because that can kind of promote somebody to be dehydrated. And um, again, water is an excellent nutrient. So what's the bottom line? Just in a little bit of time we have left, what would you say the bottom line is, either of you? What do people need to remember as they age in terms of getting what they need? Eat nutrient-dense foods and so that's stay whole hydrated. foods, yes. fruits and vegetables, a lot of protein, stay hydrated, good amounts of fiber, and continually eat throughout the day as opposed to trying to do the three main meals. I think so, and I, and I think to capitalize on things such as if they are someone who likes soups, for example, adding a lot of things, uh, fruits, or excuse me, vegetables, um, you know, meats or, or chicken, to that soup and make it almost like a meal in itself if they can't eat you know a big meal it can make it the best quality type of meal great great advice my guests have been carrie carlton and cecilia sansone they're both registered dietitians and certified dietitian nutritionists for upstate medical university thanks so much for coming in i'm linda cohen and you're listening to upstate's health Think on air <laughs>